It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and I am reading you the dictionary. It's story time with the words and the definitions with Spencer. Um, I uh, I might be making a little bit of a change to Patreon by the time that this episode airs. I probably will have made this change. I'm thinking about going down to just one tier, $1 a month. That's it. That gets you earlies, exclusives, and in addition to that, uh, all the video that I've been doing, I think I'm going to make that public on YouTube, but you would still get it very early on Patreon if you're joining the $1 a month level. It's like, um, yes, I will give Spencer money once a month so he can do one load of laundry. Not wash and dry, just one of them. You don't get to pick which one. That's on me to figure it out. Today, I'm recording this on September 25th. It is 7.10 a.m. in my work office, and it is now time to read the words. The first word is embryophyte, E-M-B-R-Y-O-P-H-Y-T-E, noun from circa 1909. Any of a subkingdom of plants in which the embryo is retained within material tissue and which include the bryophytes and tracheophytes. Hmm, interesting. So the subkingdom is called embryophyta, but it seems like, I mean, it does mention the embryo, but it's interesting that there's also the bryophytes, which is embryophyte without the M. So what's a bryophyte? What's the bryo there? And is there an, a connection between embryo and bryo? Hmm. I don't know. It's very fascinating. And, um, so embryo is retained within material tissue, which include the bryophytes and the tracheophytes. So it holds on to the embryo. I don't know. You got to go listen to the last episode to learn more about embryo. Okay. The sound effect today will be check, check. Next is embryo sac. Two words and sac is just S-A-C. Noun from 1844. The female gametophyte of a seed plant consisting of a thin walled sac within the nucellus that contains the egg nucleus and other nuclei which give rise to endosperm on fertilization. Something about these single-celled organisms coming together to make a thing. Uh, let's see, embryo sac. The f- it's the female gametophyte of a seed plant. Yeah, we're talking about plants here. Plants, baby plants. Um, yep, it's, it's all cell stuff. The embryo sac. Can't give you much more information than that. Check it, check it, check, check. Next is embryo transfer. Two words, noun from 1966. A procedure used especially in animal breeding in which an embryo from a super-ovulated female is removed and re-implanted in the uterus of another female. And this is called also embryo transplant. 
I don't know what super ovulated means. Should we do a quick little look? What does that mean? Does that mean that your that the eggs from uh from this type of female uh would be um not duper ovulated, super. Um where the the eggs have superpowers and they can run around the world uh, very fast um super or maybe it's there's a whole bunch of eggs maybe they're very good eggs let's see super ovulation as the name suggests i don't know what the name suggests it is a method of increasing the number of oocytes that are released at ovulation and that are available for fertilization so yes yeah, so this is probably uh, possibly like a human-made thing where they're doing something to the animals to make them produce more eggs so then they can produce more babies. Let's see, we're talking about cows possibly. Um, that's very likely that this is where we're talking about. Um, so they can then produce more baby animals and maybe if there's multiple eggs that are fertilized, then they can take those, use this embryo transfer process, and put these fertilized eggs into other females that maybe aren't pregnant at the time. So there can be a whole bunch of pregnant cows at once, which means then they're going to be producing milk. And then also, if there are males, they're going to turn those into veal, and the whole process starts all over again. And then, of course, some of these were probably used for meat, like adult cows. That's what happens in the cow breeding world. Now, are we talking about cows? Probably. Uh, yep, it's an just any animal breeding. Maybe they do this with dogs, too. Yeah. It's not necessarily just making the dogs mate and then have babies over and over again. Maybe, I don't know, tens of times in their lifetime. They, may, they might be taking eggs from one and putting them in the other. Uh, it's removed and reimplanted in the universe. Yep, that's that's what it is. Fun times that I don't agree with. Check, 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 check. Next is M C E M C E E. First form noun from 1930. The synonym is master of ceremonies because. It's literally the letters M-C. First letter of master, first letter of ceremonies. I am your master of ceremonies. Here's a ceremony for you. Um, but it is funny that they you, you do also spell it just E-M-C-E-E. -E. I don't know why we wouldn't have this M-C in the M section. Why do we have it here in the E's? Why are we spelling it? Phonetically out. I don't understand why we do that. My favorite MC is Escher. Check one, two, one, two, three, four. The second form of MC is a verb from 1937. The We are starting with transitive. To act as master of ceremonies of. <laughs> to act as master of ceremonies of. Of what? Of a thing. The example is... MC and awards dinner. You are the you're the host. You're the the host with the most with the microphone. You're standing up in front of the people, introducing the next guests, saying something witty after the previous guest. Maybe you're doing a little musical number. Maybe you're talking. You're you're thanking your your sponsors. 
you're doing all those things. My dad has been an MC a number of times. He's emceed some events. I think that would be fun to MC an event. Uh, Sharon and I had an idea for a uh, sort of uh, dog costume contest thing down our you know main str- our, our our neighborhood. And uh, maybe maybe someday we'll do that, and then we would be the MCs. We would introduce the the pets and their costumes, and you know their their favorite things, their turn ons, their turn off stuff like that. Okay, intransitive for MC verb is to act as master of ceremonies, and it's not that different from the the transitive. We just remove the word of. Um, interesting. So transitive is to act as master ceremonies of. And then intransitive is to act as master of ceremonies. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And the, the, the etymology is the same. One, two, check, check. A, B, C, D. Next is a suffix. E-M-E. Noun suffix. Uh, no year. And it means significantly distinctive. Significantly distinctive unit of language structure. That sentence was a whole lot of words strung together I was not prepared for. Significantly distinctive unit of language structure, as in the example taxeme, T-A-X-E-M-E. And that example doesn't help me at all. So I guess throughout this, the life of this podcast, we will come across some words that end in E-M-E. And it means significantly distinctive unit of language structure. It's distinctive from other units of language structures. I don't know what that means. Um, that The suffixes are hard because you don't get to immediately learn uh, other examples. The prefixes are great because you got a whole bunch of examples right there. Suffixes, you got to wait. They're all mixed around in the whole book. Uh, let's see. This is from phoneme with a PH phoneme which is a speech a speech sound or also just a phoneme so yeah it's all about something about language a, a unit of language um taxi i don't know taxing though i'm more familiar with phoneme a phoneme is just a just a sound it's just a sound a s a u n d check 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 next is emend E-mend, transitive verb from the 15th century, to correct usually by textual alterations. Alterations. Yep, I'm reading that word right. To correct usually by textual alterations, as in, emended the manuscript. And I'm emphasizing the E because, well, for one thing, that's how it's pronounced. But also, there's another word, amend or amend, which is different, but I believe it is related. It's there; they are related. So, emend, correct, usually by textual alterations, as in emended the manuscript. So they're they're writing some text changes on there, maybe with a red pen. A synonym is the word correct. Emendable is an adjective, and emender is a noun. And it says this is from the Latin verb emendare with an E, of course, at the start. Um, but there is more at the word amend with an A or amend. So it's kind of like um, effect and affect. 
They are related, but they are different. You use them in different contexts, um, which is very hard for some of us to remember what those contexts are. How do I spell it? With an E or an A? So you got to go back to that word and see how is it different? Why is it different? Where is it different? When is it different? Check, 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 check. Next is emendation. Yes, emendation. You can also just say emendation or emendation. Wait, emendation, emendation. Noun from 1536. One, the act or practice of emending. Two, an alteration designed to correct or improve. So the thing that is correcting or improving the thing, the little marks that you make on the side of the paper and the margins, that would be an emendation. Check, 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 check. Next is an abbreviation. Emer, E-M-E-R. It is an abbreviation for emeritus or emeritus, which um, I think that's going to be in the next episode. Yes, in the next episode. Emeritus. Professor Emeritus, that's a thing that people have said. Check, 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 check. The next word is emerald. You can say it with two syllables or three syllables. You can say emerald or emerald. I believe that is correct, right? Emerald, yep. E-M-E-R-A-L-D. First form, noun from the 14th century. One, a rich green variety of beryl prized as a gemstone. And beryl is B-E-R-Y-L. It's like one of those molecules, composite things. Woo! Uh, emerald, yes, it's rich and green. And of course, in The Wizard of Oz, they went to the Emerald City where everything was green. But I think in the book, uh, I think... He gave everybody green glasses, which made everything look like they were green. They were not actually made of emerald. They were not fancy, important, uh, rich, fancy gemstones. They just looked like it. Number two for emerald. Any of various green gemstones as synthetic, corundum, or demantoid. So I guess those, well, they're synthetic for one. They're not, they're not made by nature they're made by humans so the obviously those are not nearly as good he says sarcastically um but uh but yeah they're and they're green they're green gemstones some of them are are fake some of them are uh made by nature they're emeralds and other things let's see this word comes from why why do we call you emerald wow there's a whole lot of nothing uh, it's from the Greek. Somehow we got down to Greek. Smaragdos. Smaragdos. It doesn't say what that means, but it does say that there's more at the word smaragd. S-M-A-R-A-G-D. Okay, what is this word? I need to know this right now. S-M-A-R-A-G-D. This is This is not something I am familiar with. It's green. It's green. That's really all we need to know right now. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's green. Very green. 
It looks like either a plant or a gemstone something. Hmm, interesting. Smaragd. Smaragd? Smaragd. Okay. Well, somehow, that became emerald. Um, it went from Greek to Latin to vulgar Latin to Anglo-French, which is where the E got put at the beginning, and then Middle English, and then Modern English. That's an interesting... Went from smaragdos. Smaragdos. Great word. Okay. Uh, I think we did all of that, so now we have to move on to... Check, check, check. The second form of emerald is an adjective from 1508. Brightly or richly green. So we're not literally talking about gemstones or synthetic gemstones or even possibly plants, but anything that has a bright, rich green to it, which is really one of my favorite colors. It's emerald. I guess I really like emerald because I love I love green. I love that bright, rich green. I like deep greens, too. I like them all, all the greens. Give me all your greens. Check, check. The next word is emerald ash borer. Three words, noun from 2002. A metallic green Asian beetle accidentally introduced into the U.S. and having a, destru a destructive larva that bores into the wood of ash trees. I mean, it's right there in the name. It's an emerald ash borer. It bores into the ashes, ash trees, and it's emerald. And let's post a picture of one of these on social media when I get around to it. Oh, I just updated my phone, and I have a notes that I keep track of, like, this is the word. These are the words that I'm going to put in. I keep track of my hashtags and stuff. It's the one note that I lost when I updated my phone. The note's still there, but it was blank. It was totally blank. So now I got to start over. I probably only had like four or five things on the list, but now I don't know what things I was supposed to post. This is technology, I tell ya. Okay, the emerald ash borer, the species name is Agrilus planipennis. And yeah, I'm curious to see what this looks like. It's a whole. It's a problem. It was brought into uh, where it was brought. It's an Asian beetle, accidentally brought to the U.S. and it's a problem. It's a problem. Check, 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 check. If you couldn't tell, the check sound effect is from MC. The MC has got to check their microphone so the sound person can adjust the sound properly. The next word is emerald cut. Two words. Noun from 1926, a rectangular cut for a gem having a series of parallel facets on each side and at each corner. And I will post a picture of this as well on social media at DictionaryPod, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter slash X and threads. And I'm not, I can't do more. I should, I should remove the whole X thing, but we'll see where that goes. Um, so it's rectangular. I think I can sort of visualize it in my head. Uh, I don't. I don't know my gems and my cuts and things really, um, but I don't know why this one's called emerald cut. Is it because emeralds would often get cut this way, and so now you can get any gemstone in an emerald cut? What's the reason for this? Maybe I'll look it up and put the link in the show notes for some information about why do we call the emerald cut the emerald cut. 
Um, check. Next is emerald green. Two words, noun from uh, 1646. One, a clear, bright green resembling that of the emerald. A clear, it's clear. It's not clear, clear? Like literally transparent? That doesn't make sense. A clear, bright green resembling that of the emerald. You know, if you want, if you want your walls painted in a bright green that's possibly clear, um, just maybe real saturated, then uh, you would want to go find an emerald green from your local paint company. And then, and then you can say, "I live in the Emerald City. My 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 condo, my apartment is emerald. It makes me feel like I'm in Oz." Number two for emerald green, any of various strong greens. So all of the strong greens are called emerald green. Check, 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 check. Next is emerge, E M E R G E. Or you just emerge, eh, emerge. That's how we say it. This one is an intransitive verb from 1536. No, 1563. It's a little bit of a dyslexia going on there. Number one, to become manifest. Also, become known, as in new problems emerged. There's new things emerging all the time that you cannot predict. And some of those things are problems, and we must deal with them. They, they have been manifested from somewhere, and now we know about them. Two, to rise from or as if from an enveloping fluid. Am I skipping lines? To rise from or as if from an enveloping fluid. Also, come out into view. I didn't know why we had to put fluid in there, but the example says a diver emerging from the water. Go dive down, go look at the coral, look at the beautiful birds, no, (laughs) fishes in the water. There's no birds in the water unless they're going to get the fishes. And then you come up and you get get some air and you emerge, emerge from the water. Your hair is wet and glistening. I don't know where we're going with any of this. Um, Okay. Rising from or as if from an enveloping fluid. I guess, I guess you emerge from a fluid. Yeah. Number three, to rise from an obscure or inferior position or condition, as in someone must emerge as a leader. Who's going to do that? We need a leader. A good leader. Number four, to come into being through evolution. And that is a very slow process, but a constantly, evolution is constantly going, so something emerges from that, a new thing. But then there's the new thing that emerges, and a new thing that emerges, and that's evolution. It's just a constant change. The word emerge is from the word emerges, emerges, the word emerge, emerges from the Latin verb emergere, which is from E plus mergere, which means to plunge. So you go down, you're plunging into the water, and then the E prefix makes you come out of the water. 
Thank you, E. I can't live underwater. I need to emerge so I can breathe. Because I'm not a fish, I am a bird. The bird emerges. Uh, there is also more at the word merge. They're related etymologically. Can you come up with a connection of how emerge and merge? You are emerging from a thing. You are unmerging. Maybe you were merged together and then you emerge from it. So you're not merged anymore. That makes sense. Um, check, check. The next word is emergence. It just ends with the E. Emergence. Noun from 1704. One, the act or an instance of emerging. Oh, there was there was an emergence right over there. It's a, they emerged out of the water, and I, I saw an emergence. Two, any of various superficial outgrowths of plant tissue, usually formed from both epidermis and immediately underlying tissues. We're talking about plants? Plants. So uh, something something emerges from plants, and it's an emergence. Leaves, uh, uh, those the petals, the the other the stamens, the, all those things. Those are emergences, possibly. Three, penetration of the soil surface by a newly germinated plant. So this is not a fluid, but this is the little plant in the little seed. You put it in the ground down there in the ground and then you cover it with the soil and you water it and then eventually the plant starts to come out of the seed the new plant hatchling the plantling as i like to call it and then it pushes through the soil and it's emerging it's an emergence of plant i love seeing those time lapses of plants growing maybe i'll put a link to a video that you can watch some in the show notes yeah Okay, that was emergence. Did we get, we got them all. We did them all. The next word, check, 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 check. It is emergency. We replace the end, the last letter, the E, with a Y. Emergency, noun from circa 1631. One, an unforeseen combination of circumstances or the resulting state that calls for immediate action. This is so vague, so wide-ranging. You can fit so many situations into this. This is why this is a good, a well-written definition. Because you can't predict it, so it's unforeseen. You can't have foreseen it. Your sight doesn't go forward in that way. Uh, it's a combination of circumstances or the resulting state so there are circumstances that you cannot foresee that you require immediate action. Um, but then, or, or what happens from those, I guess, is also like, oh, we got to do something right now. We need, we need to take action immediately. It is an emergency. Um, number two, an urgent need for assistance or relief, as in the mayor declared a state of emergency after the flood. Um, so in that context, you still need the immediate action. Um, but what's emergence, an, an urgent need for assistance or relief? We need some help, please. Uh, we can't just call the police and the fire people. Uh, we need some additional help. 
uh, maybe the National Guard has to be called out to this emergency. Nobody likes an emergency. You don't want to have to go to the emergency room, which are we going to see? Yes, we're going to see that in the next episode. Um, yeah, I hate emergencies. I don't like them at all. They make, make me all stressed out. Look, can we just not have emergencies anymore? Is that Can we do that, please and thank you? Now, there is no etymology. Uh, there is a synonym for the whole thing. It's juncture. I would not have picked juncture to be the synonym for the word emergency. That seems... Hmm. Well, maybe when we get to the word juncture, it'll explain why. But yeah, it's weird that we don't have etymology. Um, I guess it would be related to emergence and emerge. I guess I guess this is a new thing that is happening, that has emerged. A new situation has emerged, and we really got to take care of it right now. We got to deal with this emerged situation. That's probably it. Okay, last word. Check, 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 check. Emergency break. Two words. Noun from 1900. A break, as on an automobile, that can be used for stopping in the event of failure of the main brakes and to keep the vehicle from rolling when parked. I still don't totally understand why you would necessarily need to put the emergency brake on like if you're maybe on a little bit of a hill, I mean, I guess it's possible that something in the car is not going to work and it's just going to start rolling, but I don't understand cars well enough to know what that would even be. Like, could the brakes just fail if you're on a hill? There's so much weight pushing on them. And then the emergency brake, it's either that lever in the older cars or it's like a button or sometimes it's like a lever down by your feet. And you gotta gotta put that into effect. It's just an extra brake, I guess, on the cars. It's the backup brake. That's what we should call it. It's the backup brake. That's what I'm gonna call it now. And um, you know, if you're on a hill, you might want to put this on this backup brake, uh, so your car don't go rolling, 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 rolling. You don't want that. The emergency brake, 1900. So. I mean, cars, I think, were invented not too much before that, so they must have put this in pretty early on. Huh. Maybe I should put a link in the show notes for emergency break, learn about uh, their history. How long until... How long after cars were invented did we get the emergency break? What happened? So many accidents, probably. And now I, th- I think they're standard in all the vehicles. Don't forget... The emergency break. Okay, now it is time to pick a word of the episode. We've got embryophyte, embryo sac, embryo transfer, MC, MC, em, emend, emendation, emer, emerald, emerald, emerald ash borer, emerald cut, emerald green, emerge, emergence, emergency, and emergency break. Well, I very much like emerald green. I do like a good green color. Uh, Maybe I'll put a green on social media. It's like, what is this? Is this emerald green? Let's put an emerald green color up there. Um, But I think I just got to pick MC as the word of the episode. Clearly, I'm the MC of this show. I'm the master of ceremonies. There's nothing else going on. It's It's just me, so it doesn't really count. 
me the MC. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but I think it would be fun to to do some emceeing in the future. Yeah. Well, let's do that. That would be fun. MC, MC, I'm your MC. I'm singing a song because I'm your MC. Now, here's your next guest. All right. I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit wonky this morning. This was a weird, maybe it's just weird words or it's just a weird me. Both can be true. Um, I'm going to talk about another movie I watched. Uh, let's see. We are now on Searching for Bobby Fisher. Yep, that's the next one. Uh, I started to make little markers on my list here so I could remember where I left off. Um, hadn't seen this movie for 20 20 plus years probably yeah it came out in what did it say 92 i think so yeah it's been many years since i saw this um and it, it's good it's a good story um the, bobby fisher is not in the movie don't don't think that when you go to watch it um it's about chess it's about a little kid who uh is very good at chess and i had totally forgotten that this is based on a true story at the end they give you the true story do they even show some pictures or something i think they might and um, the guy who this is based on, he was like 16 years old when this movie was made. He was still pretty young, and he actually has a cameo in the movie. So go look out for that. And uh, can you imagine how weird it must be to have a, have a movie made about you when you're 16 years old because, this, because you're this really talented chess player? And then as time went on, uh, I think he ended up uh quitting chess he was like i it's like i'm done it, all this winning i got sick of all this winning and i, I didn't want to do that anymore um, but it became like a, a thing it was like it's too much too much to like be trying to win all the time i get that i feel that that would be very stressful so he went on to other things good for him that's the end of the episode thank you very much for listening and possibly watching on the youtube channel go check it out this has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.